Okay, this is Jose Angel Manaisa Jr. with Right Global. I'm here with Claire Fullerton, and we're going to focus on this episode on talking about her journey as a writer, specifically as a fiction writer. And uh, I'd like to start by asking Claire, Claire, what was the book or the person that inspired you the most to go into fiction writing? I would say the Southern storytellers um, with whom I grew up, grew up with in the Deep South. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, and the South is a cultural hotbed of storytellers, and they're wonderful, charming, effusive speakers, and everybody has a great story. And so I think it's the background of growing up in the Deep South as uh, a culture that is really enamored of their history and of their people and of the characters and of the region. Southerners love the South. They love living there. They love to talk about it. They love everybody that lives there as well. And I think that it's a custom in the South to be a good entertaining storyteller. (laughs) And I think that's really the background that made me interested in telling a story because stories at the at the foundation of every story are the people. people. So I'm basically telling stories of what happens to people. Wow. You know, as a storyteller, do you remember the very first story that you tell to a group of people in, in, the, in, deep, in the deep south, Memphis, Tennessee? <laughs> I, I think the first stories that I publicly told had to do uh, with the novel that I wrote called Morning Dove, Like the Bird, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. And I wrote that novel. It was published in 2018. And I set it in the genteel side of the Deep South where all the glitters isn't gold. So you have everything looks really good. Everything uh, on the silver platters, everybody is living a wonderful life. But because people are people and tragedies still happen to anybody and everybody, no matter what your position is, um, I ended up telling a, a Southern family saga about a Southern family tragedy. Mm. And when I went around to the bookstores when I was on tour for Morning Dove, I think that was really the first time that I told stories down there in front of a big audience. Wow. That's amazing. Do you remember, you know, you know how, you know, whether or not you first wrote the story and then you tell it publicly, or, or was it something that just came just organically? Just Well, with Morning Dove... Um, that book started out as a poem and after I had that poem I I looked at um, an opportunity in the San Francisco Writers Conference they were having a contest and hundreds of people entered that writers contest for the San Francisco Writers Conference that they were going to have for three days in the month of February hundreds of people Hundreds of people were there, and I took that poem and I turned it into uh, the correct guidelines of what they were looking for for their submissions for the contest, and that piece was called Mastering Ambiguity, 
And Master in Ambiguity came in second place in the overall contest, and I couldn't believe it. And I had said to myself, if anything happens to this entry, this submission, if anything happens, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to turn that into a full-length novel. All right. And I did. And that novel, I titled it Morning Dove, and that book won 15 book awards. My goodness. Wow. Yeah. Well, that is amazing. Yeah, and that that so that was over many years. Over so many uh, years. That the book evolved, and um, this is it. It's the book. That's the book. Dove. Morning Dove. What a beautiful. <laughs> Claire, what would you say was the timeline? You know, let's say, you know, for that particular when you first you did it as a poem, what was the timeline that it took you to write a poem? That poem was written in probably a half hour, mm. and and it, I still have it. Um, it's never been published anywhere, and but it did give me the the impetus to write that. What eventually was a short story. It was a short story, right? Got it, got it. When you write, you know, do you have a particular time in a day that give you the most inspiration, whether morning, afternoon, or evening, or or it could be any time of the day. When, I, when I'm writing a book, yes. first thing in the morning, all day. Okay. Until probably around 5 o'clock. That's what it takes. That's what it takes. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, may, mm. I may take breaks. If I have something going on, um, you know, I, I can go do that. But, but by and large, I'm focused on it as a full-time job. It's a full-time job. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Now, growing up in the Deep South, right, like uh, if you remember going back to, let's go back to your childhood, right, like uh, do you remember uh, exactly at what point in your life you decided, hey, you know what, when I grew up, I want to be a writer? I think that it was, it was an offshoot of my interest in the arts in general. I have a background in, in ballet. And I was on the radio in Memphis, Tennessee for nine years. I was uh, music radio, I was on the air, and I did that. And all the while, I was always keeping a journal. And you find that if you keep a journal and you write daily, you become a, you become a very good writer um, because it just, it, it teaches you. And if you read a lot as well. And so um, I, I taught ballet bar and Pilates mat in Malibu for eight years while I was writing my books. And um, yeah, so I, I think that I've never just worn one hat, but since my writing you know, career has taken off and I had four novels out in the world back to back, that drew my focus into being a full-time writer. But you know, I still keep up with ballet and you know, I, I have other interests as well. But, in terms of um, you know wanting to be a writer, it was more like I got in touch with the fact that I already am one. Mm. I never aspired to it. I just said, "This is what I can do." So let me just submit and and starts from there. It was something very. It's kind of like a, a, an organic. It was very organic for you. An organic realization. Yeah. You know, it's like okay, it's not that I aspire to. I'm already one. Exactly. Right, so. Exactly. Wow. And now, during that, in a sense, you know, it was 
in terms of time and devotion, there was a transition, right? Where you kind of like went from putting your time and energy in, in ballet, in the art, to now the being a writer mm -hmm. and being a full-time writer. Like, tell us, what was the, uh, what year was that? You know, when you kind of like, I'm gonna do this full time. I, I would say from the point of maybe 2010. Okay, 2010, okay. Yeah. That was the, okay. The turning point. That was the turning point year, I see. I would say. Yeah. At that time, were you in Memphis, Tennessee? No, or I was you already, here. Oh, you were already here yeah, in Malibu. I've been in Malibu for more than 20 years. You've been in Malibu more than 20 years. Okay. So now we're going to go into your Malibu story. Now. <laughs> okay. So tell us about, like, what was it that compelled you about Malibu? Why do you choose Malibu? Well, you know, I, I, married, I married uh, my husband 20 years ago, and uh, we bought property in Malibu and built a house. And I've been here ever since. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Let's go into your love story. So you and your husband, you met back at home in Memphis? No, or was we, it? We, we met at work and uh, we both were working in post-production in Santa Monica. And I was the director of client services and he was the managing director. And that's where we met. And it was uh, Pacific Ocean Post Sound So it was audio for post-production for the movies. MGM and New Line Cinema and Paramount were the clients. And that's where we met more than 20 years ago. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And how do your husband and yourself, how you guys love Malibu? Love it. Absolutely. You, you can't beat it. You can't beat the weather. You can't beat the terrain. You know, you can't beat living by the ocean. It's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> living the life, right? California life. That's right. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. right. Why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> you really found. Now, as a, you know, for writing, right? As a writer, uh, when you wrote that poem, uh, what year was that when you wrote that the poem on the morning day? Probably... 1999. Oh, okay. I've always written poetry. I, I, I have oh, a lot God. of it. I have a lot of it. Mm. I, I don't. I don't submit it very often. I see. Yeah. At that time, you were in Memphis, Tennessee, when you wrote it. At that time, I was living in Ireland. Oh, you were I, actually I, in Ireland. I was on the western coast of Ireland. I was living in Galway, Ireland. And oh, I worked my. in the music business there. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're big in places. <laughs> yeah. You're big in places. Okay, so now let's go into like all the places that you've been. So you were born and raised in Memphis. If you can chronologically tell me, here's the places where I've been. Okay, I was I was born in Wyzetta, Minnesota. I moved to Memphis when I was 10. Okay. I went to college in Denver, Colorado. And uh, other than that, I've lived in Malibu, and I've lived in Galway, Ireland. So, quite a few places. Quite a few places. Right? Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> uh, uh, what brings you, what would you say, so when you wrote the, the poem, In about 1999, then when you transition into, you said, I'm going to do a full novel after you won so many contests and competitions, 
is I want to turn it into a novel. Why you was that when you actually turned it into a novel? 2002. Wow, 2002. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, Lovely. and that was the first one. That I wrote a book that was called, uh, it was published as, under the title Dancing to an Irish Reel, but it was the, it was the first book I wrote and the second book published. And the second that at, Between the time that I got Dancing to an Irish Reel, written and published, I wrote another book that was published first, and that was called A Portal in Time. Fascinating. Yeah. Wow. Woo. Wow, what a journey. Now I want to go into the business, the business aspect of, you know, the, the writing business. Okay. Right? Uh, when, you, when, when you made a decision, right, that you, okay, I'm going to write this book, did you first write the book first? Or, or you were thinking first, okay, I need to get a book agent. How, what, what came first to the, you? Write, write the book first, because okay. in order to have an agent, you have to have a book for them to shop. And so you write the book first, and then you look for an agent that, that will help you get it to the, uh, the best publishing house for it. And publishing houses um, and tend to be looking for certain genres of books and you know, what kind of, have you written a mystery? Have you written women's fiction? Have you written a paranormal romance? You know, publishing houses specialize in certain genres. And so you need the agent to make that introduction to the publishing houses. Awesome, awesome. A lot of <laughs> in, in your quest, you know, uh, you know, from the moment that you wrote and now, so when you wrote your book, right, the first book, right, uh, do you self-publish it, the first one? No, I've never self-published. Oh, you never, okay, so you just wrote it, you had the manuscript, yeah, and then and you started shopping for book agents. Yeah, that's, that's typically how it's done. My first two novels, um, I went straight to the publishing house, and they published my first two novels, and it was my third novel, Morning Dove where I had an agent, and my agent got me that deal. And then with my fourth novel, um, I used my agent again. So, yeah, my, my first two, th there are some publishing houses where you don't have to have an agent where the author can go to them, you know, when they offer you a contract. But, contract. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there aren't many, but, but there are some. Yeah, yeah, Julia. <laughs> Uh, good, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Claire, what came first to you, or typically for a writer, is having securing the book agent first, or the publishing house? The agent. Is the agent always come first? Right? The agent first, because the agent takes you to the publishing house. I see. Yeah. I see, I see. And, and typically, you know, like in terms of timeline, you know, from the time that they accept your manuscript, what is, what is the timeline, you know, that writers can expect for the book to be right on bookstores? Typically about two years. Ooh, two years? Yes, I would say. Typically right about, from the time you sign a, a contract with a, with a publishing house, it can be anywhere from a year and a half to two years. Two years. Right around there. 
A lot of work goes There's into it. There's a lot it. of work goes into it. A lot it. of people, a lot of people with a lot of different jobs goes into it. Yeah. My goodness. So it's, it's not, it's, it's a, it's a time commitment. It is a commitment. It is. Yeah, it is a real commitment. My goodness. It really is. Well, you have a lot of people, you have the editing process, mm -hmm. then you have the proofreading process, and yeah. then you have the proofreading process usually two more times. Yeah. Um, and it's, the manuscript is going back and forth between the editor and the uh, author, and that can be four months, three months, uh, you know, whatever. Geez. And, you know, it, it's just publishing houses schedule when they're going to release a book and they have a lot of books per year yeah. to release and so they have it on the schedule yeah. so it's according to the schedule of the publishing house wow. and they look ahead years years down the road yeah that's amazing and uh, how does typically the, the compensation works you know like at what point in that two year, you know, you as the writer get paid? Well, the, the publishing houses will distribute um, the royalties quarterly, four times a year. Okay, four times a year. Four times a year. And they do that for, for all authors on their list. And so that, that's how often that is. I see, yeah. four times a year, I see. Is there such thing that you will get a, a big check at the beginning, even before yeah. the book? Publishing, publishers will give an advance. Okay, an advance. Uh, not all of them. Um, some do and some don't. It depends on who the publishing house is. Okay. If it's an independent press, a small press, or the big five. or It depends on who you have the contract with. Contract with. And they, and they all work differently. Uh, but typically in this day and age, um, you'll, get, you'll get a book advance. And then after that advance, after the publishing house has seen their money regrouped, then the author starts to get royalties. After the amount of advance is approved. Ah, I see. So let's works. say, let's say I, my manuscript is accepted, right? Uh, let's say it's accepted today, right? So from today, realistically, I know it could be one and a half year to two years for that book to be out on, in the world. To be in the world, right in the world, right? So now the advance, the advance check, right? You get when you sign the contract. When I sign the contract. So if I sign the contract today, I can get the advance right now. Or soon enough, yeah. Oh, soon enough, yeah. I see. <laughs> I mean, not, the, not the same minute, but, <laughs> okay. but, but that's the agreement. That's the agreement, right? I see, I see. Now, typically for the advance, uh, how do they generate that, that that amount of money? Is it based on an estimate of future book sales? I mean, how does tell tell us more about it? I think that in terms of the advance, yes, they're projecting what they think that the book is is uh, possible to make. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's a business. It's a business. Yeah. Yeah. It's a business. Yeah. Wow, that is amazing. Okay. This is fascinating, man. Would you ever would you ever give permission to to producers to make a movie on your novel? Nothing would please me more. 
All right. Nothing yeah. would please me more. <laughs> I think I don't know an author that wouldn't just love that. You know, that's yeah. uh, that would be a very big deal. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so my fingers are always crossed for that, and you know, your your agent will take care of that. If you we'll have, take care if of If you that. have an agent, you're that's part of what they do. That's part of what they do, right? Yeah. yeah. That was amazing. And uh, and Claire, uh, when it comes to, let's say for example, the book, kind of like, let's say they, they give you an advance based on what they projected, right? And then your book actually end up getting more, like there are more book sales, like completely, like we're talking about more than what they originally planned, right? How does it typically work, you know, when it comes to the, the royalties, you know, every quarter, which is about four times a year, will that also increment? Well, it's different with every publishing house. Uh-huh. No two contracts are alike from different publishing houses. And, um, yeah, it's just, that, that would be the ideal that the book keeps selling indefinitely. Some books do. Yeah, I mean, every everybody will, will work that book till the end of time, yeah, and hopefully, you know, continue to sell it because there's a contract there and there's an incentive to keep selling it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Now, as a uh, as a writer who is in the traditional publishing set, right? Do you yourself? Do you still have to go at, go out there? And market yourself? Yes, in terms of public appearances or online, uh, on, on blogs, in podcasts, on Zoom, bookstore meetings. Yes, yes, that's part of it. Yeah, and, and definitely, what would you say is the incentive, right, for you as a writer? So you already have a traditional publishing firm, you know, they're supposed to be doing marketing for you in the book, right? Right. So, what would you say is the incentive for you as a writer to, like, you yourself go out there and get your own speaking engagement and uh, just tell us about it? I think that that's part of it. An author can hire a publicity outfit um, and or they can line up their own interviews online or in person or over the phone or whatever it's it's about contacts and who you know uh, and who's aware of you that people have their own schedules every every podcast person has a schedule everybody out there with a blog about books has a schedule so they're scheduling when they're going to fit you in and so a lot of it for me a lot of people that I've been to before with my books the next time I come around they already know who I am they've already had me on That is fascinating. <laughs> uh, and uh, Claire, you know, there's a lot of people out there, especially youth students, you know, that I tutor in Malibu, you know, whether they're in Malibu High School or they're in Pepperdine. Some of them, or a lot of them, are contemplating, you know, in going, having a, a career as a writer, you know, like, and, uh, and other ones, the reason that they don't take a step it's because they have no role model. They don't have anybody that they can look up to, you know, 
Uh, or they need to ask. And then they, and they need, need to, to ask. Uh-huh. They need to ask um, for anybody aspiring to a career, writing books. Hmm. The best thing they can do is ask people that are doing it how they did it. So it's it's about you know gathering information um, by asking around, asking authors questions. You know most authors will be very happy to answer. You know, so the best way to get that information is to ask an author. Yeah. Oh, you're right, Michael. Yeah. And um, is there any other advice or recommendation that you will give, you know, to young people? Especially those Certainly, that, um, it's about uh, having the discipline to do the work and stay committed to it and focused on it. And when you have something that you think is ready to be seen by a publisher, um, check the guidelines of what those magazines are or the publishing house if it's a book. Most publishing houses want you to have an agent. So, you know, submit to an agent first. Tell them about your manuscript, how many words it is, what the genre is, uh, and what your plans are for marketing that book. And hopefully you'll get a relationship and a contract with an agent who will take you to the publishing houses. But, you know, you have to do your homework on the front end of it to understand where you need to go and what you need to do. And again, if you're interested in a career as an author, then the smartest thing you can do is talk to as many authors as you can possibly contact that will talk to you about how they did it. Yeah. I mean, there there are there are plenty of books out in the world mm-hmm. on the business of being an author and on the business of writing. So you can find out in books. Uh, there are plenty of book blogs with people discussing this as well. You know, the information is out there. The information is out there. Yeah. It's about having not the will, the will to go and get it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That is fascinating. Yeah. My goodness. And Claire, for you know your fans and people that want to follow your writing, um, how can we follow you? You know, tell us about your website, where your books are, so we can go and buy them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Any bookstore can order my books. Um, they're on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, of course. And my website is under my name, which is Claire Fullerton, and that's C-L-A-I-R-E. And Fullerton is just like Fullerton, California, so I'm very easy to find. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm easy to find. (laughs) Yeah, that is awesome. Absolutely. You are there. That's perfect. That's right. Yeah. And... uh, also, Claire, tell us about your upcoming, uh, perhaps if you can tell us briefly about an upcoming uh, event or book that you'll be promoting so we can come and support you. Well, I will certainly let you know. Um, I'm, I'm right now in the process of getting my fifth manuscript together, and you'll be the first to know oh, when uh, I have a schedule with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. 
Claire Fullerton it's been a, a great joy and honor to, to interview you the and pleasure is mine Jose yeah thank, thank you. you for sharing like all the secrets you know that goes behind the scene that's right in this business I'm happy to I'm happy to yeah thank I you mean, so much this interview is worth billions of dollars I just want to tell you that oh well I'm glad to hear it thank you <laughs> excellent Thank you so much, and for all the fans, you can follow uh, Claire Fullerton. Go to her website, clairefullerton.com. It is spelled C-L-A-I-R-E, and Fullerton, like Fullerton, California, F-U-L-L-E-R-T-O-N.com. Uh, 